0: podcast is part of the Sports
1: Social Podcast Network. It's the Anfield rap on Radio City talking here at Lackinson, Paul Sr., Andy Heaton, and Dan Vincent wishing you all a very, very Merry Christmas. I'm not. Are uh, you not, no? I've just been trying to shop for two hours. General Public can do one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Andy Heaton there uh, giving it down the banks to the city of Liverpool. Oddly, dearly, uh, hasn't he? Too many, too, too many in his way. Uh, too many. You, are you done, Paul? Are you done?
2: I, I didn't start. I. Uh, yeah, it's not really, it's not something I ever get too involved in without sounding like a, a chauvinist pig, but Kelly tends, c- c- tends to box it. But my bit is go on, on Amazon for an hour, get it all delivered on Prime. I don't know why everyone flaps, I do this every year and have no stress whatsoever.
1: Um, one of my favorite things about sorry, the whole Hans. thing is right One of my favorite <laughs> things about the whole thing is people going to one another just to casually. F- are you done? Are you done? Yet? Are you done? <laughs> I've had one year. Where how's I was it going? Are you done yet?
2: I did, I had a year where I, I was really flapping, and uh, I just had to run in the jewelers and get the shiniest looking thing that I thought my wife would like. But yeah, that. Uh, that's it, really. I don't. I don't tend to get into That's much. So I'm in ta- of class. I'm in town uh, every day, so there's no reason I can't be prepared.
1: I'm in town every day and I'm not prepared. I'm not. I'm about thirty percent done, uh, which is fine. <laughs> I'm very confident. I've got a road map. You're ahead, every-
2: aren't you? you Neil, know, of where you normally are.
1: Well, I'm ahead for me. I'm ahead of normal. Yeah, I'm ahead of normal schedule. Uh, but I've got a road map uh, for everything at this stage. So now there's there, there are very few surprises left. So I've got it planned out. I just need to enact. I need to action. Mm. I've got an action plan, but I've got to action the plan. Uh are you done? You're not done, are you?
0: No, I've got it, I've got some stuff. But I can't don't they might yeah. be listening to this. You can't, I've you got, can't. got to be careful. I'm nearly there. It's it's it, it's in progress. I've got one more thing that I've actually got to go and do tonight before the shop shuts. Um and hopefully you know I like a crowd the penalty and coming over bodies, but that was ridiculous. <laughs> but I'm I'm near I'm nearly there. I'm, I'm nearly, nearly, there. nearly there. Dan Vincent, are you done?
3: Yeah, similar to Paul. I don't do a lot, to be honest. Oh, Kate does everything. We're all done and right? un- we're all done and wrapped and everything. And oh, us wrapped. Yeah, wrapped. Oh, you're wrapped stuff, we're
2: totally wrapped.
3: Yeah, you're wrapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, it. You see, I know, you totally And I, I only have to pick up a couple of bits and pieces. I'm going along. See, and, like, we've yeah. got
2: kids, Neil. I suppose
1: you're. Yeah, not to be because
2: you haven't got kids.
1: Exactly. That's why I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. No children. <laughs> uh, very, very cool indeed. Relaxed about the whole enterprise. Certainly not wrapped. Uh, my, my, my general get, tactic Get
0: someone to do your rapping for you
1: Well my general tactic Is to get drunk and do it And everyone can laugh I at me I got
2: snarled in Thornton's For you know There was a queue out the door And I was getting me, My dad always goes Like I could buy him The best thing in the world He goes Where's the special toffee And I, <laughs> <laughs> So if <laughs> I don't get special toffee Christmas is cancelled So uh Yeah I said Any chance you can rap it And honestly the look I got off the woman in Thornton's
1: could have killed Everton have missed,
0: killed. Ever missed a trick here with the marketing, haven't they? Special toffee We had half-season Yes, <laughs> again.
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, I've done the uh, the way in which I've, I've done the show today Which I thought I'd just throw it out to the general public And let them know what they what they wanted us to talk about and go from there And they've asked us a series of questions Some of them, some of them are really good and some of them are, are, are less so But, you know, we'll we'll, we'll we'll criticise you as and when we need to Um, There is, the first one is, and it, it's Everton related uh, Dead easy from Sanoj uh, Lovely okay. to hear from you, Sanoj McAllister two thousand and one on Manay twenty sixteen Paul senior. See for me, I, I have I, I went
2: to Mane twenty sixteen where I didn't go to McAllister 2001 It's it's lovely, it's fresh in the memory. I don't I don't quite think it'll go down in history quite like McAllister's did. Um, so if for for me personally, I think it's it's going to be the Mane one. I've never had quite a party inside the ground like we did for the 10-20 t- minutes after the final whistle. But I think, in general, the the properly correct answer is McAllister 2001. Andy Heat. Well, I went to both. You're old, mate. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Still looking
0: younger than you, lads. I think you can only judge this, really, in a couple of months' time. It's
2: definitely not true. Um, It it absolutely is.
0: It absolutely is. Come on, come on. Let's put on a Swiss of after Uh, the show. Anyway, anyway, I think you judge this in three months' time, because McAllister we'd come off really bad run of results we had, we'd been beaten by Leeds the week before and that really did turn that season and ended up with three cups at the end of it and that was the catalyst so that's why it's remembered as fondly as mm. it is whereas this one it, it you know it depends on where we go from here and also the McAllister one it was more of a seesaw I don't ever think Everton were really going to win the other day it was a question of whether we could win whereas mm. we had red cards Everton thought they'd had it boxed especially when Biscayne got sent off underwear to go pen. on so I've got to go with Gary Mach
3: okay Dan Ain't Marnie for me. Simply because I watched it with like 18 mates, couldn't get a ticket, and six of them are blues. Oh. And, and honestly, it was amazing, like amazing. a <laughs> wonderful time of the year. Honestly, my mate was literally threatening <laughs> to send me and me and my other red mate out. So yeah, it was it was perfect. McAllister was amazing, obviously, but yeah, Marnie for me. Marnie for you. Oh, okay. can I just
0: throw one thing about McAllister as well? Uh, as you know, my family, there are only two blues in our family. One lives has been flung up to Newcastle. The other one's been lashed out as far as Australia. And he was back For the McAllister derby Wonderful And we got him a ticket In the Liverpool end (laughs) It was marvellous
1: I can see that That's got a certain amount uh, That you can get behind there Uh, Next one Unknown Entity Asks this Who was the worst Liverpool player To have won the Champions League With us Uh, All European Cups If you want to go right the way back Who's the worst The poorest player To have won the Champions League With us Dan Dan Vincent first
3: Um, The one that sticks out Your mind straight away Just off the back of that Is Hossamay Mm. Uh, simply because he's on the, he's almost holding the cup with Gerard, and I think you know you don't really deserve that. But I can't think of too many others. I mean, there's a few Jimmy in that Traore team. Really, plays, yeah, I was going to say, he? but Sory sort of a laugh now, though, isn't he? Yeah. So everyone sort of loves Sory now, but as an actual player, yeah, I mean, he nearly cost us the the game itself in that particular one. But yeah, that that photo of of Hossamay next to Gerard, almost holding
1: it, it, pains me. Andy uh, Keaton. I
0: don't know. if It's a mad one. That it's a good one, but it's a mad one. It's one that you need ten minutes over. So I'm going to shave the ten minutes and just say Letalek.
1: Yeah, that's mine That's well.
2: well. Latalk. mine because because they p- got the assist sister Juve, but yeah, really. he was great against Juventus yeah. as well. He played in a bit of a strange role, but yeah, definitely Latalk for me. He's because uh, of the hype he came with, and I, I, I genuinely, I think we played Valencia at home, and him and Pongo plays in a friendly, and I, he, he did this uh, overhead kick, and I think I'm about 15 or 16 the, the year we signed him and I thought wow he's going to be good yeah. and he was just rubbish and yeah so it's definitely Anthony Latalak for me
1: Anthony Latalak. alright next one uh, is from Mark Lee he says thoughts on the, on a winter break and the mad kick off times that we've got this year Paul thoughts on a winter break
2: Uh no, I, I like this time of year I like the fixture congestion I like the madness And jo- you've been talking to me all season About Sunderland on December the uh, second, January, sorry, January the 2nd th- second. Second Being a game where you might just see nine changes And I think that's good mm. I think the fact that loads of people have got loads to think about And then it goes bang straight into the FA Cup I like this time of year for football I don't think there's anything better And I, I'm all All for more football and no breaks Um, I'd have a break but not Christmas I'd have it in the middle of January
1: That's what I'd do um, well, completely agree it, with you. it's like, I'd have a break. I'd have a break yeah, It's a big
0: tradition. Yeah, and it's a yeah. laugh, and you get to see your mates more than what you normally see. Yeah. And men like myself who married or wives and girlfriends. Football's escape, an excuse it? to just see your mates over Crimbo and that. And also, the worst weather tends to be in the January, so you can protect the pitches a bit more.
1: I, I, I'd have, I'd, I'd get rid of the referee cup replays because I don't see the point now. If you're going to get rid of the semi-final, get rid of them anyway. And I basically have a break, third round of the cup to the fourth round of the cup, and just go. That's it.
0: You don't need, need nine days. You don't yeah. even need like a big like two. No,
1: no, it's just, just a, Just be two weeks. Just a two week, two, two, three week break in that gap. Mm-hmm. And it sorts everyone out, and the other thing that I'll be doing as well is I'll be having the league cup all played in the first half of the season.
2: it made, made a good point. The eight, what's with this eight-day gap between fixtures now? It's really weird. And then what is it like three and nine days? Well, three, three and six days? for some sides. Three and six.
1: I mean, they will, up, they will play twenty seventh, uh, twenty seventh, thirty first, and second, and that's six. It might be mm. seven. There's, uh, I think, one of the sides has got three and six, and that's. I think it's absolutely crackers.
0: Serious point for the sector as well. Especially as the English teams aren't tend to do so well in Europe in the Champions League. Now, do you not think a gap in January would help immensely? Hugely. On that front? Before yeah. it comes back in the third yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then you bring that. it in back leading into the Champions League?
1: Yeah, I, I think it helped massively. And I also think it'd just so it just sort legs out. And as I say, I think you can just get all the League Cup games done the way Scotland do do and get it done all before before the 31st. And then you've got, and then I think th- get rid of every couple of these plays.
2: Sorry, Neil, to interject. Yeah. Is there an argument to do it when the African Cup of Nations is on?
1: Well, I think there's that argument anyway that it's, you've got you got to lose players in January. Some sides are going to lose players of, in January sides every do now, two years think. now, so you might as well you might as well sort of work around that too. But mm. I, I, I just think in general it it's. I agree with Andy. You know, you look at the the way in which the, the the weather's worse in that period. The the play we all want Christmas and we all want Christmas football, and I mm. think that you can accept that. But then you can have this other break, and the main thing it do, I think, it, it just it just reduce wear and tear. So you, it's almost like you get through your Christmas. Your but it's mean as well. Exactly. because
0: you have this massive feast over over Christmas? Sorry to use a a, a really bad metaphor. We have this massive feast over Christmas, and Jan- January's just a dead. Just generally in life. You know, where football everything in January just tends to be crap You know, so And then you have a, t- a two-week gap in the football And you're like, is right, the Reds are home yeah.
1: uh, As someone with a January birthday I can only agree with that uh, We're rolling my, uh, my, my, my night out this year Thankfully, and Phil Blundell's 40th uh, Dan Vincent <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I, I totally get what he's about saying About the break in January But I just know that I'll be moaning When they come round I just, I just hate missing footy and like the international breaks come and go and it's it's a big you know, it's a big drag. And I do get it and I suppose it depends what, what type of run you're on at the moment. You know, if if you if you do a break or you fancy a break and you've got a couple of injuries or like Paul said, the African combinations isn't a bad shout to do it, you know, in tandem with that because, you know, us this year, for example, are missing a, missing a main player. But um, but on on the whole, I, I don't know. I prefer to just have no breaks to be honest and go right through.
1: Yeah, uh, we've been asked to give a shout out for uh, for now TV this year. Uh, Friends, uh, mutual connection of ours has said that they've got all these passes if you want to watch the games that are, you can't get to. Uh, that's knocking around. So we'll have that link on the uh, link to this as a podcast. That's knocking around. And that's one, of games, one of those games. One of those games. That one's dead easy. One of those games is uh, is Liverpool versus Manchester City and it's broken today that Philip Coutinho is almost certainly going to miss the Manchester City game. Paul, I mean if nothing else it clarifies the manager's thinking really he's not going to be able to rush him back he's got the game against Stoke if he knows now he's not going to make that one let's just sort of presume he's not going to make Sunderland you can even therefore right off the third round of the FA Cup if yeah. you know what I mean and you're going right the way through now to United maybe before we see him maybe he'll come off the bench in those other ones but it is it's a bit of a kick in the teeth but then on the other the other side of that is the manager now makes the decision of the sort of side he picks against Stoke with one eye on who he wants fresh and, and haven't had a run out against Manchester uh, for Manchester City. Mm-hmm
2: yeah and it it is a kick in the teeth but i'd rather it was sort of now than in a couple of weeks time you know we've still got money now you've just got storage back you've got Lalana back now what's this, the second game back now we're all, we're all right the opposition that we've got over christmas is is all right and then we've got obviously man city so, yeah, it's a shame because he's had big performances against City And if if he is out, uh, I think him and Firmino have always had fun, haven't they, against them But, yeah, never mind, I think we've got a little a little bit of strength and depth And it'll be interesting to see Sturridge get a run anyway Right, two
0: things here, um, and I'll go with Sturridge first I think the positive momentum around his cameo has been fantastic Yeah. The press have got right behind them for a change The manager's come out being really effusive about him um, I've heard that he's feeling great and he's ready for a little run, and it suddenly turned into a Ferguson-like introduction of a player at the right time. Yeah, over a, over a batch of four, or five games.
1: All the all the uh, He
0: could effectively influence where our season ends up, even if it's just this January. I think it'll be longer than that, but it's it's position that if he keep himself fit, because he looked he looked good when mm. he come on a lot. But on the Coutinho thing, I might I think that might be a swerve. Really? Yeah. Yeah, right. it's interesting that the the saying I mean how how many days away is City?
1: It, I mean it's it's a long way off. It's Nine very, days,
0: very yeah. early for him to be get to ruling things out, especially when he's Eight been days. training.
1: Yeah, And Klopp
3: loves giving it the all like I'll see near the time as well Doesn't he So to, for, to just exactly. be ruled out Now straight away Yeah I don't know I'm a little bit like He could make even a bench appear I'm not saying something. they're not saying He won't be. <clears throat> No I'm, I'm the a... same I'm the same But but he does tend to say All the time And plays it in Doesn't he We'll see near the time So he's close to the game So if that's just a write off Now when it's like you say it, it, It's still a while away I don't know. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a big blow to not have him. He's, you know, he's like like Paul. He's a big game player. He turns up, loves playing against City. And you know, for me, he's our best player. So having him there is a lot better than not having him there. But it is what it is. You've got you've got to be able to cope without these these things, you know.
0: And to be fair, I mean, when he when he when he first got injured, we were he was penciled in for Man United. As an optimistic return. Yeah. So. You know, it is what it yeah. is. It's not. It's not like it's unexpected. It's not like we would expect him back. And you know, this is a big,
2: big loss that couldn't be planned for. I think Paul just, the break. I think he's just because he's a number as well. And it's, this is a time of year where you need numbers. That don't take take his quality out of it. it would have been nice just to have brought an option in. Whereas. If that's been taken away, that's a blow. But as I said before, I don't I don't think there's been previous seasons where you've almost been one top-heavy. Origi's, Origi's in decent form, while well, he's scoring goals at least, and Sturridge has just come back. So whereas in previous years it would have been a disaster, I think we can sort of blend it this Christmas.
1: Yeah. Uh, Alright, this is the Anfield wrap. We'll have more of your questions and things after the break. We're also going to find out more about what Stoke have been up to and what you would do against Stoke. At the weekend The Anfield Wrap on Radio City Talk And it's the week where Liverpool were linked with Julian Draxler uh, We had Rob Goodman driving across the city with Glenn Price uh, To talk about it And then in that period of time PSG made accepted an offer for Julian Draxler And that was somewhat the end of the matter uh, Poor Glenn uh, was then sort of turned away and said There's no point Glenn, uh, Julian Draxler's now not happening um, So... <laughs> On that sort of thing, someone actually mentions got a question around the transfer committee. I will come on the, spe- the specifics of that question. To me, that Paul Joyce runs with the Draxler thing, Dan suggests that it's serious. Um, it was a serious bit of interest from Liverpool, no matter what then happens next. And then the very fact that you know we. Liverpool appear to be interested in a lad who's going to play. Who's going to, who's going to have a, be an option in that from three and I think that whoever it is that they're interested in is going to be the sort of player whose profile is a bit more of a winger for want of a better phrase a bit more of a winger the manager himself uses it whenever he talks about it that he feels as though he's still one winger short and that I think that will be could well be Liverpool's move in January but the the, the thing is as the manager himself said today he doesn't want to buy anyone in January he wouldn't buy in the summer yeah. so it's, it's a difficult marketplace for him it's a difficult marketplace in general for the club because you don't quite see the path towards getting Pulisic or someone like that who we've been linked with
3: yeah well I, I'm with what the manager says to be honest I, I think buying someone for the sake of it you know everybody's flapping it because Marnie's going but you don't want to replace him with someone who's not good enough long term you're, you're not signing a player just for six to eight weeks while Marnie's not there you know but uh, the, the Dax one was a bit mad because I, I know we've been linked to them loads in the past but uh, unless you check Twitter every day you don't know what's going on do you and it looked like late on in the day and I thought God, linked with yeah, you know, when I say the likes of Paul Joyce puts it, and it must be serious, and then literally an hour later, it was like he's going to PSG, so, mm. I, you know, you don't know what's happened in the meantime there, obviously, but, yeah, it looks like we're going to be getting linked to a player, and if it's ones like him, who are high-profile ones, then I'm sure it'll keep the majority of the fan base happy, I, like. I think,
2: I think uh, Liverpool will be on Wolfsburg's Christmas card list this year as well, to be honest with you, I think, I think that news uh, has sorted them an extra couple of million quid on the value. I think PSG have probably been fo- had their hand forced with yeah. user Klopp and Liverpool being interested. Um, it's a shame because he's someone that has, has had a, a lot of hype for, for a number of years. I haven't seen tons of him. He hasn't been at Wolfsburg that long. He was at Schalke for yeah. the majority of it. But did he sign in with the De Bruyne money? Am, yeah. am I yeah, right in saying? It, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a shame because that's, that's the quality of player. That I want Liverpool to go and get. Whether he's the one that I actually want is is an, is another question. I think I, I, my, my Christmas list this year is either Lucas Moura or Enakki Williams, who I just think I, I just like the pace of Mane and what that's brought to the Liverpool side, and I'd 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 love to see that on the other on the other side on the left hand side. So yeah, they're they're sort of high on my agenda. Yeah, no, I think.
0: Paul Barcelona, there's not really much I can add other than it shows you where where Liverpool have come from. The, the fact that they can panic Paris Saint-Germain into, um, quick uh, making their, their interest firm. You know, and make a concrete offer in that within the space of what seemed like what forty seconds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no great. It's just, it's just one of them. Look, the realistically, money wise, we, we're not gonna if the big, if the big teams really want to steam in, they really want to steam in. But it shows that you know. The, we're, we're, we're getting back to where we are on, on like that that top table with
1: players. You're going to ask me something here, aren't you? I am, yeah. I'm going to ask you about Zaha. In that the Zaha... The, the, yeah, there was a couple of Zaha links came back up. And this is where... I think there's a conversation here around this buying for the summer buy for now thing. In that, it could well be that... Certainly, certainly, if you think domestically, the best the best option for that position, Liverpool may be able to get Kupi Zaha. Right, OK, so... So, do, do you do that because you think we're trying to win a league here uh, or do you think you know what we're trying to build something long term
0: I, I right there's two things here I never believe anything anyone says about the January window because they say it's a poor window but we've signed mega players in January Coutinho being one of them Coutinho Suarez, Suarez, Suarez yeah. you know Daniel Lager Stur- Sturridge Sturridge exactly there you go Um so I don't believe that I think it's a nonsense Also this Buy for winter Play for the summer Who was that lad We we were interested in He checked our last year In January He went to, to Shira yeah. And he's like I don't know We went to China But he had a nightmare there And we could have Got him again So and uh, so, it, It's all a bit of a nonsense And I think if there's a player there Who Even if he costs mega money We've got money there To go for it On the Zaha thing On the Zaha I right, Two minds I really like him and I like the way he can cross it. It's mad he can shape a ball both ways with his right foot
2: hmm.
0: He can't just cross in He can make it go the other way yeah. Which is really interesting And from a standing start as well He doesn't need these big three strides To then boom it in And he looks really dangerous On the other hand He blows up and cold even for Palace
1: Yep, and, definitely, definitely
0: And he's been at United In that kind of environment before There was issues there, with, there with, Northern, the, uh, well.
2: with the agent there though Wasn't there? Didn't he didn't have a... Uh, wasn't he pretty much out the door before he's even? Played, played well, did, they didn't fags
3: and sign him, and then like he left. The Moyes come in. Didn't, didn't, there wasn't any sign. So that wasn't That
1: was part. I think that was part of it. But I mean, in general, well, he have got
3: all the ability in the world, but you've got to produce. Look, as Mane proved, look, you've got
1: it. You've got to do it every week, Neil. No, it's what? honest. I'm, I'm more. I'm, I'm as interested in it as a hypothetical is what I'm sort of driving at. Than I was actually, if you know what I mean, like uh, the idea of. Cause I don't. I don't know how much in, is in it. It's just. You I know, suppose just a bit it depends on the fee,
3: doesn't it? You know, if you, if you could sign Zaha, and it was like less than ten million, for example, and well, you thought Well be. it's only sure. Be. Be. Be.
1: Be, it's it's going to be over twenty.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I, th- I don't think Klopp would do it anyway. To, to be honest with you, I think he's only going to sign someone who he wants. There, there,
0: is a, there is the argument. There is the argument with Liverpool. and other teams do this that you could look at Saha and line up a site, uh, line up it, who you're going to sell him to before you even buy him. Because you think about it, and you're right. We're going to lose Mane for a month. We want to improve in the summer massively, but we need you, and you will get games for us in January. And if you can do that deal for twenty million, I know you can probably get thirty for him in the summer just because he's played for Liverpool. And have that that Basically it's just Like a transient transfer If you want Because teams in Italy Do this all the time and, and that could work But you'd have to be Very very careful About how you do it And the player would have to
2: be Fully on board with it By the way too. My concern with, with him In particular Is I think we got rid of a lad In the summer He was just the same He doesn't produce enough numbers Now he produces he doesn't score enough and he doesn't provide enough assists to za so to me he's useless on the side because we're not a side that's got a 2025 20, a goal season striker if you're occupying one of them positions and it's one of the reasons Lalan is playing central midfield you've got to provide but how, but how, how do
0: you address the Manning situation do you bring someone in who's gonna who's going to be playing there in two or three
2: years time or no I think I, I, think, you bring you create, I think you bring quality in and, and create really good strong composition yeah. okay I think that I think that's the only way and I, I agree with your point on the the January transfer window being good to buy f- because I think a lot of, a lot of clubs change their managers in the summer, but this time of year is where players know whether you're either in favour or not. So there's lads like Isco, for example, who doesn't get a regular enough game for his ability. Yeah. So you go, well, can we can we maybe sneak in yeah. and, and play on that advantage? And that's why why I think it's done. It's not necessarily a great thing this year. It's always great when there's a tournament in the summer and they've got international. Aspirations, but I think this year again I'd be looking round the, the likes of Isco. If if he was that, I mean that's re- that's a really desirable target, isn't it? Yeah. But if someone like him's out there available, you go. Actually, we'll break the bank for you in January, even if it has to come out the summer. Just, just for the song.
0: Storage money, it's gone, <laughs> let's all have a
2: disco. <laughs> it's the Anfield Rap
1: on Radio City Talk. We'll be back after the break to hear about what Elliot Hackney is saying is happening at Stoke. Loads of interesting things. And then shifting over as well to find out what we do against Stoke on the 27th. Yeah, joined now by Elliot Hackney. We had him on earlier this week on the coach home because Stoke was just so interesting. It really is quite interesting at the moment. It's... Always, that moment when, when when patience seems to ebb with a football team or a manager, always grabs me as interesting. And I hope you do the side of that to a certain extent now, Elliot. It's you know Stoke are a they're, they're a good side. They've got good players. There's there's it, the frustration really is that they went they didn't see that result out against Leicester. It's happened too often, and that they're in general sort of ever so slightly underperforming. Is all that fair?
4: Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I mean, the the real the real. Uh thing that struck a chord and made the sports most angry was Marquise's tactical mouse and you know not making the subs that has just seemed to happen so often this season and so often in his his rain, uh, to put it to put it quite simply. And, you know, it it's just sent some fans over the edge. It's not myself. I'm, I'm willing to sort of stick it out and see what happens after the Christmas period. And you know, in January the window's quite gonna be quite big for us. But yeah, some fans have really been pushed over the edge by that that last game against Leicester.
1: It, I mean, it is a strange thing. It is the it, it's it is what you want from your football team, and that's the that's the kicker, really. And as I say, I think it's something that at times people sort of misunderstand. It's not, it, you know, Stoke supporters on sitting around thinking they should be challenging for top four. It's just that that's all the way through the season. There's been no real sort of proper run of results. There's been there was there was a slight run that sort of surged up the table from the bottom three, but you know, since then, you're looking at the last six, it's draw, defeat, win, win, defeat, draw, draw, and and that's you know, it is this sort of. It's just a strange sort of season that you got locked into, but bit football, you you always want to feel as though football teams are moving forward.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, some people, are, you know, some people and some fans are saying, you know, we should be grateful for we, what we've got. We should be grateful for being in the Premier League, you know, and mid-table and consolidating that position in ninth every season. But you know, you, you want to see some sort of success and some sort of progression, and you know, that doesn't seem like it'll happen at the moment when Mark Hughes has. You know, a winless run of seven games at the start of every season. It just, um, you know, we want to see something change. And and when fans seeing things that are just happening over and over again, a bit sort of groundhog day like Arsenal, for example, the same sort of season again and again. And, you know, in similarities to Arsenal, fans calling for Arsene Wenger's head, there is a, a, a bit of that about at the moment with Mark Hughes. There's,
1: just on the, the sort of the, the what's coming up before we talk about this game at the weekend what occurs to me is home against Wolves in the FA Cup sort of becomes a huge game in that I think that you know there's and it always surprises me whenever I see sort of managers of, of of comfortable mid-table sides and I think that's what Stoke are when you see them sort of make a couple of changes and weaken for the FA Cup it always surprises me in that you know if anything there's a strong argument that if you are Stoke and if, if, you, if, you, if you're if Stoke this season if you're Southampton if you're West Brom if you're Everton that the, the, the argument is will go all out to win that that everyone to take 14th rather than 9th everyone to take 14th in the FA Cup or an FA Cup run or an FA Cup final ahead of you know people would take that adventure ahead of just sort of plodding along and you know that that's coming up there and and, and last season Hughes talked about Stoke wanting to be a side that gets to the semi-finals of things on a season by season basis and this is obviously the last opportunity to do that this season and it, it, it is going to be a huge thing for them isn't it the FA Cup
4: yeah, 100%. I mean, I'd like to see Marcuse go as strong as possible in that competition through whoever we get in any round. You know, I'd like to see him mm-hmm. take it really seriously and try and, you know, push for another sort of cup semi final at, at most. You know, we'd, we'd take a trip out to Wembley as, you know, a sort of success for the season because that's sort of what you have to, the sort of things you you look, really look forward to as a, as a mid table side. They, those are your few chances of glories and big memories, you know, when you are finishing ninth every season. So, with Mark Hughes, I, I hope he does take it seriously. its, a, it's a, I don't want to say a tricky game, but you know it's considered a derby, so all form will practically go out the window as it's a, a Midlands derby against Wolves. And it's at home, but again, I'd, I'd like to see Mark Hughes take that as seriously as possible and put out a strong side just to get the job done.
1: What, when when I've saw Stoke this season, I've seen a fair bit of you, and at times I think you played some really, really good stuff. But one of the things that's occurred that, that to me, sort of watching Stoke through the games, is He's still not got centre forward sort of sorted out. He's not got his front three or his front four entirely sorted out. There's there's obviously really good players there, but it's still not not clear at all who sort of who who Hughes is going to for this. John Walters has had the last couple of games. Uh, Bojan sort of reemerged. Boney can't seem to get him going. Shakiri was on the bench against Leicester. Crouch has even had a couple of games that you wouldn't necessarily have expected him to have. Juve appears to be playing much more over towards the right. It's it struck me as all the way through the season that whilst there's been an aspect of the side that's functioning really really well, it's just not quite clear who's who's who, who's going to be doing who, who's doing the business end for Stoke.
4: Yeah, I mean that's that's where right, where our main issue really lies. You thought when he got Boney on loan that had been it and our problems would have been solved, but. Bony was in some dire form. He got the two goals against Swansea, and that's about been it. Um, he goes back to the African Cup of Nations in January. Mamadouf goes there. Um, so that's two strikers sort of gone, even though Mamadouf's been playing out on the on the right. And you know that does leave us with that leaves us with John Walters and Crouch up to lead the line, um, and Boja maybe in a false nine formation. It doesn't really give us many options at all. And I'd, I'd really like to see Hughes go out there and sort that out in January. And I've got absolutely no doubt that that'll be a, a fourth attempt at getting Berahino in, who's not getting in at West Brom. Um, because Hughes was, had his it, heart it, had it, had it set on him. We actually made a £20 million bid last transfer window that was rejected. And with him not featuring at all for West Brom, it seems this season, I think that's going to be Hughes' target. And I, do you know what? I'd, I'd take him. I'd like to just get, a, get someone in who can permanently lead that line.
1: It, it, it's just sort of getting that situation boxed isn't it more than anything else I mean it, it's a funny thing to say and that better he you know he's, he's been you're not quite clear on how good he is yet yeah. but you'd almost just like to sort of say well we're going to do this for, for the next 12 games and everyone knows we're going to do this for the for the next 12 games and then we'll see
4: yeah exactly 100% I mean it, sometimes you just worry about what's going on I mean we let Joselou go in, in, in the summer he's on loan at Deportivo and you know, he's been banging them in for him. He scored two against Real Madrid at the weekend and one of them was an absolute screamer. And he never really got a clear run in the side. Like again, Mark Hughes just loves to chop and change it. Whether it's Jossley, whether he could, then he sticks crouching up front for a game or John Walters. We never have one consistent run of a team or a striker. Um, and, it, you know, that's been ever present this season. We've switched from three at the back to four to one up top to, to no, 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 you know, recognizable striker. So, yeah, it's, it's, we'd just like to see some consistency and a real plan that we'll stick, stick to.
1: Uh, and no which uh, for the weekend. He's still suspended, I think, for the next two. Um, so he, he he can't feature. And he's been a pretty consistent sort of uh, perf- both performer and, uh, and and selection for Hughes as well. So it, that, that little bit of stability that there has been up there, which is that he, he'll, he'll feature on either flank, that's gone.
4: Yeah, that's gone. Um, so what we've been doing for the past couple of games is John Walter's up top, and... Um, which, you know, isn't the strongest of striking options. I mean, I've, I've Liverpool, the next game, which we're obviously here to talk about, I've, I've got the horrible, horrible feeling it's going to be a repeat of the Capital One. Not I say horrible, we won the game in normal time, but I've really got the feeling it's going to be Crouch up top uh, to sort of ping the ball into him, revert back to that sort of style that we tried to get away from and to rub it in our faces the Stoke City social accounts this week have done a crouch week, recovering the life and times of Peter Crouch. So <laughs> I've got I've got this horrible feeling that he's going to be leading the line. So do you th- do you, if I go through sort of the side that
1: played against uh, against Leicester and, and shift from there, do you expect it to be... Uh, I, I still... Th- uh, butland's not expected to quite make it back yet, is he? It's still... The, the that, expectation is still grand. Yeah,
4: he's actually been... It's been reported by the Telegraph breaking news last night was that he's expected for another two to three months, which is a real blow. I mean, I, I feel like there's a real something being kept under the carpet there about Jack Butland. He's, he's, he was supposed to return out for the under-23s a week ago or so. Then we were told that it was just a week setback and now it's two to three months and he's had an operation. So I feel like there's something really going on there and I don't I don't honestly expect to see him again this season. So Granting Goal,
1: he's struggled, he's struggled with headers this season. He's conceded a lot of the goals he's conceded have been aerial balls.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, apart from those, though, he has been pretty solid for us. We've only conceded six in the last ten, and there's been five clean sheets. So, yeah. Lee, Lee Grant for us is someone that we need to get pinned down in January because he he leaves in January. He's only on loan for six months, and Derby are asking for four million. But I think we should just dump up for that in this day and age and just pay, even though he's thirty three. Just get it done and move from yeah, there. Uh,
1: expectation is it'll be Johnson at right back, Peters at left back, Shawcross and Martin. Martin's yeah. indeed centre half. Not seen any changes from that one.
4: Yeah, I don't expect anything to change there at all.
1: Uh, and then in midfield, in Bueller, Wheelan, and, and Allen, are they likely to be the the three in the in the middle of the park?
4: Yeah, I'd expect that. And then probably to finish off the rest, Allen, uh, Allen, Shakiri and uh, a Crouch leading line. Okay, uh, and Bojan as well. Uh, yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah, of course, there's no yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, Bojan in the back of midfield. Or maybe out to the left, depending on whether him or Alan wants to, you know, how they want to play that and who wants to be the more defensive. Probably Alan, because he works harder and he'll get a the pitch.
1: Um, what are we, uh, What's your prediction then for the game?
4: Um, I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm not going into this very um, optimistic at all. <laughs> I think we'd be lucky to get a point from either, our, either of both our Christmas fixtures, mm. away to Liverpool and away to Chelsea, so... I have to be honest and I think it'll be maybe a 2 0 3 1 went to Liverpool.
1: Merry Christmas, everyone. Paul McCartney, listen, you've got us about another six or seven minutes before we disappeared off for Christmas and you disappeared off for it as well. But on the 27th, we'll get back together in Liverpool uh, are playing against Stoke. And when you were all talking to start the show, it all worked out quite nicely, really, about the goal, Manny's goal, McAllister's goal, all that sort of stuff, Dan Vincent. You've got to follow these things up. You score big goals, you get last minute goals, you've got to then follow them up with big performances the next game. Liverpool should be coming into this one absolutely bouncing. Stoke should have the nose in a sling to a certain extent. After what's happened against Leicester, but it's it's now time for Liverpool to 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 maybe put a little bit of a statement out this side of Manchester City. We'd all take any win, but a bit of a performance would be quite nice at Anfield at the moment. Yeah, you've
3: stuck the words in mouth with the, with the first bit you said there because I, I was absolutely buzzing the same as everybody else with the derby win. But from like Wednesday, I've been thinking it, it really means nothing if we don't go and beat Stoke. Yeah. You know, it really does. I mean, if, if you're mid-table lurking rounds, then fair enough. You know, milk it milk to death, but we're, we're in the title race here. So it, we need to, that. That that's gone now. being and gone. We don't beat Stoke. That, that that game is irrelevant. You might as well have got beat for me. So no, it's, it's it's important that we win. Get any win. But yeah, it'd be nice to put a bit of a statement out there. I mean, that they're on a they're not on the best of form at the moment. Stoke and they're not as solid as the back as they usually are. So I I think that we could really get at them. I'm I'm excited to see Sturridge. I hope he starts. I think he could have two or three goals in him. To to be perfectly honest, the way the way the buzz is around him at the moment. So yeah, just get out there, get a good win, and we will move on.
1: In fact, that is the question. The question is sort of is the lineup and whether or not but it's it's difficult at this time of year, really, isn't it, Andy, for, for, for a side that's going for the title? When you can see the pace that Chelsea are going at there this weekend, they're at home to Bournemouth. I'm not saying it's an easy three points, but you back them for it despite the suspensions. Liverpool, though, every three points matters. So the idea that you can think, you know, what we'll do is we'll hang on and we'll we'll, we'll try to rest a few lads to deal with the Man City game. I think the manager's just got to pick the side that's in front of him. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I still maintain we'll finish above Chelsea. Um, the big question of this is whether you think Mark Hughes is a vain man or not, because I've seen Mark Hughes come to Manfield before uh, with different under different teams, different guys and he's basically moisty, no real intention of playing. Um, I'm happy to be told wrong, but if I remember his record it isn't isn't the worst, but it certainly isn't the best. Now, if he's a vain man, is he ego stung by what happened the other week? And it, as you said there if, if, I believe the Stoke fans Are really on his case as well Is that right Neil?
1: Yeah yeah they're, they're, They are yeah yeah The, 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 the Stoke fans are really on his There's a few of them who Just at the point Where it's a so, bit like well, Where's this going to go?
0: So does he play safe Or does he try and If, if he's a vain arrogant man he, 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 It's an I'll show you And he'll try something risky hmm. And I, I'd, I'd be more I'd be made up if that's his mindset, well, it's because a- they can do- they can really dog it. He can really dog a game. Hughes.
1: It's a really funny one, I think, uh, Paul, for, 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 for Stoke in general. I mean, the way the fixtures have fallen for them. You know, your, your Christmas Day, your, your Boxing Day, sorry, and your your New Year's Day is is is, is Liverpool away and then Chelsea away. And so it's no battle of laughs I mean there's then a home game at the end A home game they deem winnable But my point about this is sometimes around this 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 point You can get a bit lucky Your side can feel as though they've got enough points on the board Or they can feel as though we are going got a mid-table side can think You know what, we'll hang on We've got a home game coming up That feels very, very winnable If you're huge, you're looking at this You're going Liverpool away, Chelsea away I think, I'm of the view He'll think I'm going to play the same way in both of those games mm. We're going to sit in We're just going to scrap for everything And we're going to see if we can get off the other side With at least one point
2: I think any points is a win, isn't it, for, for him. Um, top two sides in the country at the moment. Um, is he a vain man? Is, is a really good point from Andy. Um, I, I think he's a very underrated manager, Mark Hughes. I don't see him as being glamorous, but I think he can get a job done. Um, he's got a decent side. Good, very strong midfield. I like Mbola. I like, obviously, Joe Allen we know about. They're not they're not the ideal fixture for us On the back of a derby I think where it's been Slightly physical Slightly rugged I think this might be the same Same game again Where Liverpool would Quite like to just get in the stride But saying that I expected this of, of Watford And a few other fixtures at home And Liverpool have just blown Pretty much everyone away Barring West Ham and Man United This season at home And I'm hoping That, that, that this will be the case again And we should have done West Ham we should have done West Ham, yet, yeah, but I think the only thing with Stoke is that they're much better at home than they are away, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's games where we've played them at their place more under Poulis, and you go, whoa, the away game's absolutely horrible, but then they come to Anfield and roll over. If it's, it's if it's that sort of mentality with this Liverpool side, it could be any score. Yeah, I don't think it will. I don't think Hughes allows that. They're, they're a lot better than they were under Poulis as well, just generally. But I think... They're not as suited to go and dog it like they used to as well. So, tons of contradictions in there, but I I don't know what what Stoke to expect.
1: What Liverpool do you expect, Paul? Because do you think he may, as I say, do you think he just goes, you know what, my strongest side is, probably brings Matip back in if he's fit. He probably just goes, this is my strongest team, and I'm going to play this one, the one same midfielders at Everton, and maybe see if he can find a place for Sturridge. Or do you think he thinks, well, you know what, the games are pretty intense the next three. Do I, for instance, go Alexander Arnold at right back off the back of the fact that I'm going to play Klein twice in 48 hours, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Et How do you think he addresses it?
2: If I'm honest, I think he's probably going to go with the same eleven he played against against Everton. Um, I, I don't see any changes, and I think if he can do it again against uh, against Manchester City, he probably do the same. So I, I, he's he's. He's been all about fitness so far, Klopp, hasn't he? So far this season, and, you know we, know, we know what to expect with him. But I think this is where he where he thinks it's going to tell, where he can actually just roll out the same 11 a couple of times in a short period, because we've got the one-up in teams there.
0: Just on Stoke, they've not won any in the last 36 at Anfield. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was quite that bad. Yeah, they've won four, uh, and the last time they won, there was, uh, according to records in
1: 1959. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, what's your the prediction, then, Andy? I still in, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um obviously.
0: Good shot. You know what? 3 0.
1: 3 0 Liverpool?
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, Dan? I'm going to go 2 0. Good solid 2
1: 0.
3: Not I'm too glamorous, but we'll get the job done, like.
1: Good solid 2 0. Just out of interest, you think he'll start Sturridge? Do
3: you know what? I, th- I had a feeling he might start him over Firmino, you know, and just give Firmino a little bit of a breather before City. Mm. And maybe just not so much go with two up front, but, you know, because it, we don't play real you know, a two-up front, 3 or front type of thing, you know, just play the three of them and let them do what they do. Storage and the can both pull out wide. I'd, I'd probably be in favour of doing that, if I'm being honest. I don't think Firmino's being in the best of form and giving them a little bit of a breather just before City for, for someone who's quality of storage at home to Stoke, I think you can get away with it. But I'd, saying that, I don't think Klopp will. <laughs> that That's just what I'd do like, you know. Uh, Paul?
2: That, that's a thought I've had, I must admit. I, I, I was very front row on the, the lower bullens on... Whatever night it was, um, Monday, Monday night, and <laughs> Firmino was absolutely blowing, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think if he is going to make a change, that might be the only one. Save, get him a bit fresher for City. Saying that he's he's a very fit lad. I think I think he'll bounce back for Firmino. You know? I think he'd like the idea of having storage off the bench as well. So uh, position, give me a scoreline. Uh, I've done in me predict the league 3-1, I think that's what it's going to be. Uh,
0: storage starts, um, if it's the same system, I wouldn't take Firmino out at all, I'd take Rigi out, but then I would also go for, if you if I
1: was Jürgen club, I'd look at going two up top with Regi and storage Okay, uh, I like that, I like that, I a bit of two up top, I think we might see some of it Anyway, thank you very much to Paul, to Andy, to Elliot uh, for taking the time as well, and Dan Vincent uh, It's been the Anfield Wrap
0: Sports Social Podcast Network